She know about anything. She's my Maben. 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 A blessed Maben to all in one and stuff as we sit in the fiery glow of the candlelight with the slightly darker tinge coming in the windows, which is just right for a little Billy Bob Bajingo because, you know, he likes to sit around on a Saturday morning and go, It's 9.06 a.m. Saturday, September the 23rd, 2023. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. The Bill and Diane Show. Happy Autumn Equinox. Yeah. Thank you. And a happy Autumn Equinox to you, Diane. Or Mabin, if you prefer. Mabin. Mabin. A blessed Mabin. To every and all, to all and one, to none and some, to them and those people. So we got uh, candles, you know, lights, usual, beautiful colors. The autumn decor is in the house. The autumn decor is up, and uh, you know, all is right with the world, other than the parts that aren't right. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure we'll get into that. Over to you, Diane. It's been a, it's been a, uh, it's been a, hmm, rather, it's been an interesting week here <laughs> in Lake Abundance, Diane. I don't want to say anything that would denote negativity on any level. But all of these are, are, you know, opportunities for personal growth and uh, expansion of. You know, capabilities and such what. All of these. Over to you, Diane. <laughs> okay. What? I don't know. I don't know either. Well, this week has been a recuperative week for me. Um, I had my second surgery, the axillary lymph node dissection. That's the thing I couldn't remember. But you looked up what I said and it went to that? Yeah. Wow. That's the, the, uh, they say, hmm, what could he have possibly meant by ancillary (laughs) resection (laughs) thingy? Yeah, resectional thingy. I got myself a cup of coffee here and I'm going to take me a sip. (laughs) I remember there was a sectional one there. Which was yeah, what Bill called it on Tuesday. Sorry. So on Monday, I was pretty much just preparing for the next day. and Because um, the uh, surgery was on Tuesday. And uh, was happy that they called me at the last minute and said that my surgery had been... Uh, rescheduled for an earlier time because originally I was supposed to be coming in at 2.30. And that would have made a late night for that whole thing. And quite frankly, I was a little worried about the fact that that all these people would start getting tired. <laughs> you know, I felt like, I don't want tired surgeons. They're all perky you know? here in the afternoon <laughs> or in the late morning, but uh, what are they going to be black around 6 o'clock tonight? So my surgery was rescheduled for 1 o'clock, but they asked for me to come in at 11 a.m. for the, the prep. And, man, the parking lot was completely full. Was so Bill had to drop me off because we were pretty much on the nose for 11 o'clock. And, and so I went in, and 
and uh, said that I was there. And they, they took me back at 1115. Uh, they, um, they just, so you weren't even parked yet by the time they took me in. Yeah. And once again, just, uh, I had the same feeling that I had the last time. The, the nurses, I was feeling maybe even more so this time because I had a lot more time with the nurses. The first surgery I had, it seemed like there were a lot more people involved. Because you had to do the wire thing. Right, but there were also, it seemed like there were more people coming in and out of the yeah. the pre-op room than there were this time. And so I spent a long time with this marvelous nurse that was getting me all set up for the surgery. Such a sweet and giving woman. and. She would just be holding my hand at certain times and saying how wonderful it was to have me as a patient. And I I just felt so in, enveloped in love. And man, I when you came in, I couldn't even look at you because <laughs> I just start weeping just from the overwhelm of it all. Um, I don't know what it is about those situations that makes you feel so keenly about everything that is happening i think it's vulnerability yeah i think that's what it is is that you are in a you are giving yourself over to these people and if if you feel like you are being received in the kind of way that you would want to be it's gonna it's gonna well up in you because that's i mean those that's like dream come true moments when you're at your most vulnerable to have somebody capable and giving and engaged and yeah connected to you uh have to have that feeling immediately that's that would be overwhelming for anybody i think well and it was overwhelming to look at you and see the love in your eyes and i just i can't weep even thinking about it so there you go well there you have it but um i had a different anesthesiologist but wonderful man of both of my anesthesiologists i i give them top marks man because uh not only for their what they what they actually do but but for for who they were yeah Yeah, the both of them they had different personalities this guy was hilarious he was he was like a a dad joke generator or something Mm -hmm. and very whimsical. I I felt like he was very whimsical from the moment he came in because somebody was talking to me when he came in and he was just standing there with this. He had kind of a he had kind of a elf or yeah, you know, yeah elfin. He had an he elfin had an, quality. To yeah, him. he had a yeah. He just seemed elfin to me yeah. and just and immediately was the way he introduced himself and talked to me and everything and and was funny and I told him that the last time. The anesthesia mix was just perfect. I woke up with no nausea and uh, felt great when I woke up. And he said, well, let's just see what what the other doctor did and see how I would do it. And he was just... But but they warned me that this one was going to be a longer time, so they would have to do a longer tube in my throat, which would make my throat a little bit more sore. And it was. After, well, it wasn't sore. It was just raspy. I, uh, for about three days, I think, that, and it was a little raspy. Raspy. But then uh, Dr. Perrin, my surgeon, came in, and, and she was just, uh, you know, it's sort of like the second time around, and she was so, so 
welcoming. I yeah. could only say that and and was kind of leaning over the the rail and and saying, you know, we're going to get these things together and and I said, "So if I don't have any more lymph nodes affected, can I opt out of chemotherapy?" I thought if I had more than one and she said, Oh, I thought it was four that you could have without chemotherapy. And I was thinking, Oh God, I hope that's true. Cause I don't know. I was kind of worried that I would have additional cancerous lymph nodes. So, but anyway, then uh, this time it just seemed like everything was so rapid. The, the first time, because I had to come early for the wire localization and, and there was, there were long waiting periods, but this time it was just sort of like, oh, you're in, you're going in, you're, you know, and, and, uh, this time I don't even, you, you had given me the assignment of trying to remember when they put me on the table off of the gurney. And this time I didn't even remember them wheeling me into the operating room. Um, I think that, I think that little shot that they give you in the IV right before they wheel you out. Yeah. I think that's, Ninety poodles, but it's kind of a s- slow effect, so you get some of the hallway. The last, action. the last time I remembered, she was going down the hall, and I was talking to her again about how amazing it was that there was this very rapid, you know, that the gurney goes so rapidly. And then I was watching the ceiling, of course, you know, and there was a really large circle with that uh, overlay of clouds and and oh, yeah. um blue sky but it was in a circular and that's the last thing i remember um she had to turn at that place and i was out okay then. and then more than four and a half hours later <laughs> probably five and a half hours later i i've been thinking in retrospect that it might be good to offer the spouse the same medication at about the same time <laughs> so that can be you know you close your eyes you open them again and everything's over with <laughs> that would make the waiting room experience a lot more uh, better yeah anyway but then i woke up and once again had no nausea felt good um we came home and um we had chicken and mashed potatoes for dinner yeah which was i was so glad that we we had had that for the night before i hadn't even thought about what it was going to feel like coming home and having that as the first meal oh my god it was because the way that i prepared chicken it's skinless and boneless and all i do is i sprinkle a little salt and pepper on it or actually grind pepper and salt on it and then um put some garam masala masala um just powder it on both sides so it's a very easy thing to fix but it's really good so good and with the mashed potatoes that bill makes yukon gold mashed potatoes that is our thanksgiving meal now we've decided to opt out of the turkey and go for the chicken thighs and um so it felt thanksgiving like and i also had the because i'd already had surgery before they had Alice make up some stuffing for us. Yeah, really. <laughs> if we had thought about it being a Thanksgiving meal. And since uh, the last time that I had surgery, I really craved watermelon. And I realized it was because I was craving the water, you know, the moisture. And the watermelons are not quite in season anymore. We didn't really want to cut one up. So I, I had bought some popsicles... 
and some watermelon popsicles, but also some orange creamsicles that are these good pops. They're really, uh, you know. They're made with coconut sweetener. Yeah, so they aren't like, but, well, but oh my is, gosh. There so, is some sugar in the, yeah. in the, cream, oh, the creamsicles. Yeah. But they're still good. They're you know. good. They're better for you. They're better for you, and they were so good. And So we each pretty, had two of those. Yeah, and that was pretty much it. But um, then I thought I would have a long period of waiting for the pathology report, but the pathology report came back the day after. I mean, not two days two after. Days after yeah. Two days after, and I've been reluctant to announce it publicly on Facebook because I um, haven't heard from an official. I haven't doctor. heard from an official doctor yet about the results, but but it said that. Uh, they had removed eight lymph nodes and that they were non-cancerous, that they none of them had, they were negative for carcinoma. So hooray! So, I think that yeah. I might be able to avoid chemotherapy, but, you know, I'm No I'm one has told that, her that officially yet. Yeah, and but, until uh, I get the, the official word, I feel a little like, yeah. I don't want to say We were say a little surprised this. that somebody didn't follow up the pathology report with a phone call. But well, but... I think it's because you're kind of changing hands right now between the... The surgeon and the oncologist. Yeah. It's the oncologist that needs to pick up the baton. and He knows that, he, he even talked about when we met him, that you see the reports before, you know, as soon as they're published. So but you might he even told, see it before he does. He told us when we were in the, because remember I was asking him, I said, could it be that I would not have any um, cancerous lymph nodes? And he said, yeah, it definitely could be, you know. So that was what we were hoping for. And, right. So I think, if I'm not incorrect, and I am absolutely Aren't aware you, that I when could When you've only be, got me as your affirm, affirming second uh, opinion, you know, you kind of tend to want to get one more before you, yeah. But, um, but I, that way I think me. I may have dodged the bullet of chemotherapy yeah. right now, so, onward, which is... Onward to radiation. Yeah. But that'll be in about six weeks. Uh, they... They don't do uh, any radiation right away. Um, they let you heal up, which I'm really happy for because the last healing, by the time I was getting to the second surgery, I think that that was about six weeks or so. And, uh, and I was starting to feel really normal. I feel pretty good right now. I have never felt... Uh, I've never felt sick through this whole thing. Um, I've mainly just felt pain of the surgery, you know. Um, And right now I've got a a JP drain, which is a a drain that they put in when you you have things with your lymph nodes um, so that you don't have any pooling of... uh, Lymphatic fluid that would cause edema in your arm. Well, I'm not sure if that's exactly what it is. Okay. But, well, it's something like that. But it's basically trying to make sure that it doesn't... She's got a little bottle in her pocket. Yeah. And a tube running up into her chestal area. Yeah. I mean, so that's a bizarre thing. It makes me look a little Halloweenish, but... Oh, that's all right. Um, I used to look good. You look good. <laughs> and I'm sitting in my PJs. Yeah, I've got these, got these soft... Bamboo PJs. Black 
with white piping and I bought them from Cozy Earth which has these really high premium bamboo viscose material that is just so soft and I didn't even know until we were at the uh, after the surgery that you can just stick this little this little uh, bottle in your pocket bottle in your pocket so you don't have to worry about it so so that's the report of the surgery which has been uh, my concentration this week but then we yesterday we had a another uh surprise 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 wow it sounds like you guys have got this under control let's throw a curveball come on <laughs> how about a curveball i've been having some pain in my left foot that felt like plantar fasciitis only on the outside of my foot instead of the inside of my foot and so i've been not been walking very much i tried it the other day i tried it with different shoes tried it with uh, kind of a a brace on my foot or a compression uh, sock and was still getting the pain so I was kind of sad that I hadn't been able to walk very much but I was still doing my yoga and it felt fine when I was doing yoga I could do cat cows I mean I could do like downward dogs and stuff like that and stretch my foot be up on my feet and nothing triggered it it was only when I was out walking that it got triggered so I kept doing my yoga and stuff and I went to physical therapy and told her, her about it, and she was kind of checking it out, and then she kind of taped it up as if it were plantar fasciitis, and uh, just to see if that might help. So I wore the tape for a few days, and it kind of helped, but it didn't help when I went out walking, you know, because I'd get about two blocks from home, and it would kick in, and then I would have to kind of hobble back to the house. And uh, But I figured, you know, if I just rested it, it would be fine. So I went back to the PT again, Today is Saturday. It was on Thursday. Thursday. On Thursday, I went and saw my PT again, and she really kind of went after the joints in my in my uh, foot. We kind of centered on the second from the smallest toe as being a major trigger point for this pain. And I was like, well, that's weird. But So she really massaged it, really loosened it up really nice, and came home, was still, you know, going ginger on it, and being real easy on it but I felt a lot looser in the joint than it had been so I was kind of like oh this maybe this will help and then walking around the house I was still having the pain and then that evening my foot blew up it started to hurt real bad and started to swell real big I could barely put any weight on it slept the night got up in the morning could not walk on it at all Uh, once I'd been upright for a while I could walk on my heel but my foot was very swollen, and I was like, what the heck? And Diane and I started talking about gout. Yeah. We were looking up gout. Well, I've had a friend who had gout, and so I had some of the same. Right. So we were thinking that, and I finally decided I needed to go to, there's a urgent care, there's a, Everett Clinic has has an office next to Trader Joe's up the street from us, so. And they, they're a walk-in place, so I figured I'm going to have to go to a walk-in place and get this looked at. So I went up there, and it was going to be a couple hours before I could get in. So I was sitting in my car, came home and got a book, and was out in the parking lot reading my book when they called me in. And I sat in the exam room for another 40 minutes. Did you have your book with you? No, I didn't think to bring the book with, uh, with me, because when they called me in, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm going I in. I know, that's always the case with, yeah. yeah. So anyway, but it was fine, and I saw... Uh, Certified nurse practitioner, uh, 
came in and looked at it and was kind of asking me all the questions and stuff. And she met, she mentioned gout before I did, and and she asked if I'd ever had any gout before, and I said no. She said, well, we're probably going to need to do blood work and an X-ray. Okay, so the guy came in. She said there'll be somebody in to get you for the X-ray. There'll be somebody coming in to take your blood. So I just stayed where I was, and the guy came in, took my blood. I was talking to you. And then the guy came in, took me for the x-ray, and I, it was just around the corner from the room where I was. So took the pictures, walked me back to the exam room. I sat in there, and the nurse practitioner came back in, and she accessed the 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 images, the x-rays, and she had them up on the computer screen. We were looking at them together. She was looking around the. She says you can usually see how the how the gaps between the bones kind of are narrowed, and that's usually where. And then she said, "Oh wait, you've got a broken bone in your foot." <laughs> so yeah, I've got a broken foot. That my fourth metatarsal uh, is broken. I think it just must have been a stress fracture because you yeah. had no trauma, right? Yeah, well, other than the, the little pain that felt like plantar fasciitis, and that might have been stress fracture forming, you know, and yeah. that's, that's what I had until my PT loosened the joints up so that I could walk better, and yeah. when I was walking better, I broke the damn bone. Gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's, well, the, that's the ring. I got my foot all wrapped up and... It's still all swollen, and I got six so, weeks of. So we're quite the couple yeah, right now. Yeah, we are. You know, we are the jet setters. We're the <laughs> we're the people you see on the cover of the AARP magazine. You know, we're. Pardon me, I'm having a drink of coffee. Running down the beach. And, yeah. uh, with the golden you, boy. years. The golden years. It's good coffee. We have perfect. And you hair have on. to miss your Mason. Yeah, junior was, high reunion. That's true. My friend Tim has organized this reunion of the class of seventy. We talked about it last week. Oh yeah, that's right. And uh, so I'm not going to be able to go down for that. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to be pretty gimped up for a while. I probably will be going to see a podiatrist uh, early this next week. They're supposed to contact me. So I don't know if he'll fit me with some other kind of apparatus for my foot. Well, I would like to talk a little bit about another magical thing that happened about this. The magical, um, from the magic of the broken foot to another type of magic well another magical thing that happened because the first the first surgery i had all sorts of magical things happening yeah, with that's true and um so when i was writing so there's a calendar that i had purchased for work that has really beautiful celtic knotwork and drawings illustrations by this man that i really love his art and I had bought it for work because I thought at the end of the year I'm going to take it so that I can use it for collaging because I always do so so I was writing um my surgery before uh before we quit I wrote down my surgery so that they would know that day what was happening and I noticed this um cryptic thing about a festival happening and I did not know what it was I looked it up and on September 19th it was the beginning of the festival celebrating Ganesha a Hindu god that many of us know in the west because he has an elephant head and he always looks jolly you know like a real um, 
I don't know, just a real cheerful... Animated elephant. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought, wow, it's the Festival of Ganesha on the day of my surgery. So I, I looked up the um, what they do during those festivals and noticed that they, they have um, figurines that they put in. And apparently in India, this is a huge, one of the biggest festivals that they have uh, all year. And in, in India, they actually have huge uh, manifestations of Ganesha that they carry around the streets and all that, but they also have little figurines in all the homes and all that. So I thought, I'm going to celebrate that on that day. And so I bought a, uh, not a huge manifestation, a little tiny manifestation, but really cute um, Ganesha that was very cheerful and happy looking. And I, I have no problems on calling on all manifestations of what people think yeah. um, connects us to the eternal. So, but, so I'd gotten this and the day that I got the figurine was the day that I got the news that all my CT scans were clear of cancer and and uh, I was thinking, wow, because Cynthia, uh, our naturopath, her father was from India and she said that Ganesha was the remover of obstacles. And I thought, oh, I like that. I like the remover of obstacles. So, um, so then the day before our, that we, uh, that we were going to go in for my surgery, um, Kelly came over to bring by a gift from Mary and Kelly. Yeah. And when I opened the, the card, which is this beautiful card, it shows um, a sparkling, uh, literally has some sparkles on it, a sparkling path that's going through a wooded forest. And, um, and when I opened up the card, there was a bookmark with a 3D elephant spraying water in the air, but it looks sparkly and beautiful yeah. and total look of happiness on the elephant's face. And I just loved it. I was, you know, with those 3D things, you're kind of turning it this way yeah. and that way, and it changes the view and it's yeah. really cool. And Kelly said he had found this bookmark, but Mary had written uh, in the card even though it appears that the image on the bookmark is that of a normal though very jolly elephant don't be fooled this is none other than lord ganesha himself in disguise he is one of the most loved and worshipped deities in hinduism and is known as the god of prosperity good health and the remover of obstacles and look you were given even more gold, golden sparkles to light your way and I just was astonished. Okay. Yeah. And I looked over at Kelly and I said, did you and Mary know that this, that the day I'm having my surgery is the festival of Ganesha, that it is celebrating his birth? And he said, no. Yeah. I said, this is just too weird. You know, the synchronicity of things in my life is always quite astonishing. But the other thing that was interesting about September 19th that I didn't even realize until it was upon me 
was it was the day that my mother died five years ago. And that really surprised me too, because I knew I, for some reason, I never, I never keep the date in my head about, I just know that my father died in August. My mother died in September, but, um, but I found out because Facebook has memories that come up and, and it was the day that my mom had died. Now, some people might think, oh my gosh, you know, that's an inauspicious day. But I felt like my mom completed her journey. And so I felt like it was, uh, I just felt like I was so encircled by her love on that day. So I was going into, <laughs> I put uh, the Lord Ganesha figurine in one pocket. I put a, a little figurine I have of a bear that's this beautifully carved wooden figurine that represents what I think of as my animal totem in the other pocket. And I know I'm doing terrible cultural appropriations huh. here, but but I, I say take the best of all the cultures that you can <laughs> to make up your mind about what is going on. You. But it, I knew that they were going to have my clothes underneath my gurney. Uh, that that's what they did last time. So I felt like I will have these as accompanying figures in my in my uh, consciousness of seeing that this happens yeah. in the best possible way. Yeah. I think it worked, Diane. I think it, you know, all the fairy dust and stuff, you know, I keep talking about it. You keep being amazed by it. I'm just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> you have your reaction. I have mine. But, uh, yeah, things seem to work out pretty good for you when you invoke all these various um, elements as assistants, as allies on your, on your journey. So that's a good thing. And we shouldn't forget to mention also that... Uh, Titus and Katie had made us a wonderful meatloaf, and Titus brought it over for wow, us. Wow, that was so that wonderful. Been, that has been so amazing to enjoy, and kind of just a little touch of grace from the from the world. Yeah, so. uh, the the uh, well, it was so wonderful to see Titus yeah. because I haven't seen him in a while, right. and. Uh, I have been seeing Katie. She's been the one who's taken me out on walks to the Rose Garden and the um, Best Deer Garden. And she is a, a phenomenal cook. She was a, uh, when she went to Best Deer, she was concentrating on nutrition. And so when I had my accident um, where I was hit by a car, she immediately organized a group of my friends um to help me out because at that time I had no ability to walk. Um, and you were still in twist at that time. So, um, so, but she was immediately bringing me groceries and setting me up with the best nutritional, uh, stuff. Like she had flaxseed oil and she brought over all sorts of wonderful salads from PCC. So, She's one of those people that really thinks of the practical matters of what yeah. assistance may be needed. And yeah. she was making this meatloaf for them, which was 
<clears throat> they get this incredible premium beef from Idaho shipped to them because they buy, they buy sides of it or poor portions of it. Right. Side. So that they get really the best beef. And we've had a We've had another time where we had hamburgers over at their house that um, we had that and we were going, oh my God, this is incredible. <sighs> but she needed zucchini and carrots, lots of zucchini and carrots into the meat and a little bit of sweet spice of some sort. I was trying to think um, maybe allspice or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just delectable. Yeah, it's really good. So... It's amazing the bounty that we have experienced during this time. Yeah. And we are now just going to be hunkered down and recuperating from our um, separate issues. Our various and sundry wounds and things. Yes. But once again, for me, I... the, The greatest blessing for me is that I have never felt sick. I feel pain from the the scars and the wounds and all that, but pain is pain is different than feeling sick. Yeah. Pain is sort of like, yeah, oh, that hurts. Oh, you know, but feeling sick, and that was why I was so worried about having to have chemotherapy because that sounds like feeling sick, yeah. and I do not want to feel that. So because they're basically you know killing your immune system. Yeah. yeah. So. I feel like um, the best music that we could have today was something upbeat because even with all the issues that we're fighting, <laughs> we are so... We're not fighting. Well, no, you know, I should we're, say we're, the, the journey that we're on yeah. recovery-wise and all that because um, we aren't fighting. Um I just have felt so blessed that we have a beautiful home to be in. We have wonderful food. We've got the most magnificent friends who are supporting us and keeping us feeling loved and um, attended to. And and so uh, the song that came to my mind today was one that I had talked about in a previous uh, show. <laughs> Uh, because I discovered this group called Lisa Lynn and the Elfin Love Tribe. <laughs> yeah, baby. And I had uh, been listening at work to instrumentals, uh, particularly in the harp arena, with magical strings at that time. And uh, and then when you're listening to to a particular record, if it just keeps continuing on, it'll set up a station of like music and and so I was hearing all these various pieces but when this Lisa Lynn and the Elfin Love Tribe came on I thought ooh who are these people (laughs) and unfortunately I have found very little about these people I cannot find information I can find the album I can find uh, it looks like there are six people in the group playing different instruments I've found that they're quite a hit amongst the uh, Wyndham Hill crowd and the uh, the Celtic Renaissance movement. So, yeah. wait a minute. When when did they even put that out? That might tell me why we aren't 
able to find anything. Maybe they just were... Um, one-hit wonders? Well, not one-hit <laughs> wonders, but, you know, 2013. Ten years ago. Celtic Renaissance kind of music, which yeah. is totally... I just love that kind of music. I think that's one of the reasons I love the Jethro Tull yeah. um, songs from the wood and uh, other... <laughs> other ones of their minstrel period because I just love that kind of sound. So are we going to play two songs or are yeah. we just going to do the one? Well, let's just do the one. Yeah, you can discover it on the on your own. But um, this one I love and it's called Song of Good Cheer. I feel like this is a time for good cheer and, and I've felt like we have been guided by good cheer the entire um, journey that I've been on and I think that when you're in the midst of things like this that the more that you could be of good cheer <laughs> the better the road will be no matter what the road has in it 